What's good, people? It's your man, CJ Fresh, battling the forces of wackness since 1982. You are now listening to the Solid Podcast, hosted by my main man, Doc Rock. Doc Rock. Doc Rock. This is the dumbest thing to take this long to put a podcast together. And here he is, my Uncle Doc. He's smart. Believe me. Hello, everybody. And welcome to the Solid Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 2. And I am your host, Doc Rock. That is me. I am the host of this show. Uh, for those of you who don't know or you're just catching this by accident, you can always find us on uh, Solid.fm. This is going to be a live recording today. And I will edit out for content and fix any of Ryan's uh, hellacious swearing or loud Chinese laugh. I'll edit that out, and then it'll be available on Solid.fm after the fact. But for right now, let me introduce my first guest. This is my uh, buddy and crime, my homeboy, my uh, attorney at times, <laughs> and uh, just hella cool guy. It's uh, Ryan. Hey. Ryan Hugh. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm glad we finally got to do this. Love hanging out with you. Love listening to you. Love represent. No, because <laughs> you get into so much trouble. Well, you know, it's my job to get in trouble. Yeah, but what do I always say? You're not having fun if you aren't getting in a little bit of trouble. Oh, right? There, there you go. That is that is so true. We got some people uh, joining us on the thing. Hey, it's uh, Marcus Landsberg, attorney at law as well. How you doing, Marcus? Good to hey. see you. I, I don't know. It could be Marcus. It could be the kid. The kid's probably baby Marcus is watching. <laughs> He's like, Dad. Another, another future lawyer. Get training. off the phone, Dad. I'm, I'm on the internet. <laughs> another future lawyer. So, uh, Ryan, explain to folks about yourself who don't know who is R.K.U. Esquire. Didn't you give them all loud Chinese kind of obnoxious attorney? That was the basics. (laughs) That was the absolute basics. Okay. Well, I'm trying to recall how we first met. How did we meet again? Probably a tweet up of some sort. Oh, right. Thanks, Melissa. Anyway. (laughs) I I blame Melissa. Yes, we blame Melissa that Everything that goes down, I blame Melissa. I'll just put it in that large fat thing closer to your lips. Oh, I love that. I love (laughs) it. Just put it right there in my mouth. But anyway... Um, so, um, I think I, I met Doc, um, when he first started a co-working space, um, and I was starting out as an attorney and, uh, my goal was to help a lot of small businesses. And I really loved what was going down in Kaka'ako. There was a lot of entrepreneurial spirit and vibe, just like Doc, serial business owner, man of many trades and many interests. And there were a whole bunch of people. And so... I wanted to start that out, and I started out really focusing on social media and the law and aspects. Remember, I used to do those talks. Those talks were amazing, bro. I got a question. Do you remember my nickname for Kakako? No, I, I actually don't. <laughs> the, I, I really don't. The cock block. Oh. <laughs> That's right. I because thought... at one time, Kakako, everything was contained to one block, F block, right? So when everybody used to talk about the various blocks, even though... My building, which is technically B Block, I think, my building's been here for 30 plus years. But when Kamehameha decided to take over and revamp everything, they segmented it out into blocks. And the primary salt and all of that, that was considered F Block. 
And so I used to that's, call it the okay. cock yes, block because yes, that's, that's where right, everything that's was right. on that block. That's right. Now it's spread out and there's more things. And they hate when I say it, so I say it 10 times as much oh. just due to the fact that they... It just rubs them the wrong way. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I I, re- I thought you were referring to Krakaako because everybody was down here like it was crack. Not that I'm advocating for that, but... It was back morning, in the day. Morning, noon, and night, and then... What was that small Vietnamese little cafe by the family back when oh, before they? Yeah, because you yes. would always say, "Come down for sandwiches. They're open whenever," and I would come and hang out. So. Insomnia. Yeah, so that was so like right. That's Insomnia the OG. It's still here. Yeah, so that's was, the OG spot. But it was perfect for all of that, right? Everybody was always here and always there. So that's kind of how I I got my start. Now I'm just managing partner and starting to grow my law firm, and we still do business stuff but uh we've added commercial litigation um and personal injury and immigration services and we're expanding to california oh you about to be busy if if uh, if our man in charge <sighs> the head cheeto keeps messing around okay no i know how to say kamehameha he's giving me crap way to go hawaiian thanks ba thanks anyway hi no hey, hey ryan ozawa the uh, the other ryan hi ryan Yay. it's cool i'm glad that ryan's here so besides, I mean, I know. I, yeah, let's speak English. English. You know what? Another sip of whiskey. No. Hold on, real quick. <laughs> no, it's tea, just tea. <laughs> oh, just kidding. This is an amazing tea bourbon that you bought me. What's the name of this? Larceny. <laughs> Wait, but you're the business attorney. If I do larceny, I might need Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. Okay, so um, I know you do immigration law, but you also deal with uh, helping small businesses mm-hmm. and. Uh, Copyright stuff, uh, trademark stuff. Am I all in the right? Yeah, right, yeah, right yeah, place? yeah. So usually a lot of thing, a lot of times, I get small business owners that first start up, and you know they don't have an MBA, they just have an idea or a dream and wish, and then the tough, the tough motherly love from the Asian mom, Asian tiger mom kind of side comes out and is like, I kind of have to set them straight on copyright, trademark. What does this all mean? And then kind of shaping and kind of molding that idea to kind of get them to deal with the pre- the form the formalities the formal you've seen the logo so i always say providing the formalities cuz it's our, our logo is like a little tie that's cool a, a little tie yeah <laughs> like so so i uh, i always like to say providing the formalities i was i was thinking of who i could tease for being a little tie but <laughs> yeah i don't want to do that i don't want That's get, for another show that's for a, that's for solid after dark okay well, whoa, whoa, we're gonna go to that now. Solid after dark. <laughs> That's funny. I gotta, I gotta make sure that uh, I. Uh, adult businesses are still businesses. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm just say I'm just saying. I'm gonna let. The, I, I think it makes sense I, to me. There, there are sometimes I get phone calls. Can I start this? Is this a legitimate business? Are, are, are you selling crack or anything? So long as you stay away from illegalities. There's. So long as you get licensing, permitting, or you just check that there aren't regulations or that you are under the regulations, get you're the, good. the health the health um, regulations, correct? Mm-mm. In terms of food service, I was thinking and things like that, too. I, I was thinking about service service. Oh, no, no, <laughs> we, we're not. So we're not Nevada. Oh, we're not. We're not going to advocate no, service no, service. Again, again, you have to check. Every state is different, right? Okay. Okay. Wait. I'm. I'm just cracking up, laughing, because I'm. I was. I had a serious question to 
get it, it sort of on your radar, but right. I keep I keep getting stuck in crack I, in cracking I, I, stupid jokes. I apologize to everybody listening and watching live. I just like threw his mind in the gutter. I apologize. That's right, not my intent. I'm gonna dig it back out of the gutter, go back to where I can monitor who's typing what into the thing. <laughs> Hi Bill, good to see you there. And my my, my brother in law Corey's here. So um, while we're talking, first thing I want to do, because, you know, the whole point of Solid Podcast is I have a saying that I completely stole. And right now I'm not even going to try to remember who said it because I should know this, but I don't. And the, the general quote is, we will all be better when we all be better. Or some people say we will all do better when we all do better. Mm -hmm. Meaning that as much as you like to complain about everybody else doing something to ruin your 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 fucking life. I just want to hurry break the break the explicit tag real quick. You are also probably slightly responsible for ruining somebody else's fucking life. So if you stop doing onto others, sometimes you gotta just take one. Sometimes you gotta fight. It's it's a balance, right? It's yeah. knowing when the when's the right place to go. So that was the point of the solid podcast. And I've been wanting to have you on because you're a highly intelligent guy, even though you crack jokes twenty four seven. Um one of the things that I wanted to first clarify, because I'm going to better myself today. Today I learned something I absolutely know I should know. Ambiently, I probably do know. But since I am unsure, I'm going to ask the question. What the hell is the difference between Esquire, attorney, and lawyer, and counselor? Right. So, um not much. In American legal system, they all kind of refer to the same profession, and usually that's somebody who has passed the bar exam in whatever state and is a licensed attorney, lawyer, or whatever, practicing under the law. Um, there used to be different meanings and kind of interpretations, like, right, a lot of our American jurisprudence, judicial history, and things like Jewish that. Prudence? <laughs> Jur Sorry, <Jurist> Marcus. Prudence. <laughs> no, Jurist, I got it. I know how to yes, say JD. Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of it came from um, England, right? So we haven't. We actually in law school, it's hilarious because they use some some old English law cases to talk about common law and things like that about contracts. Um, I think it's a hoot to read, but of course, other people roll their eyes. But anyway. The differentiation between all those words really matters, and that's why more in the English system, because I can never get it correct, but there's a difference between a solicitor and a um, barrister. Barrister, Yeah, and so there's in, in terms of what you can do. And actually, what I learned, um, because my assistant just got their notary public, was I believe in, in Latin-speaking countries that um, notario publico, um, mm is serves a slightly different function than our notary publics so i mean even though they sound the same or it's similar you know you always have to check but for us my reaction is is that's all the same thing to me what i did learn though when i was trying to figure out social media and stuff like that back in the day because <laughs> i just remember when we first started i was like I was like, I don't understand all this Facebook and insert. That was like five years ago. I can't believe I've known you that long. But yeah. anyway. And then now we can't get you off a of damn Facebook. Yeah, well, yeah. I was <laughs> posting at 3 a.m. in the morning. But anyway, um, I, I, I learned that I forgot Google's al algorithm liked 
attorney better than lawyer, I believe. I don't know if okay. that's still the case, but okay. um, I know in terms of searching is, is that attorneys seem to get more hits than, than I lawyers. personally, I like Esquire because it sounds dope. Well, I'm glad that I have you here because I'm probably going to get sued by DJ Elite who just joined because he loves red and black. And I just decided that I like red and black for this show. So I have red and black overlays. Um, don't get mad, Joe. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I love red and black, even though they are the opposite school colors. Yeah, well, I know I know you like it because it makes you look like an evil villain. Oh, well, you know anything that makes you look like an imperial, or or I guess it's the first order. Did you see the new Star Wars film yet? No, I didn't, and that's so that's so strange, right? Because anybody that knows me knows my office. I'm Star Wars through the gate. I have been so busy, I haven't had a chance to watch it, and I really, really want to watch well, it. Well, every time I come here, I kind of want to make off with all your your stuff. Don't steal my stuff, because <laughs> uh, then you'll need a you'll bar, need an attorney bar, and a casket. It. I'll borrow I'll borrow it for a long time. <laughs> all right, so uh, no, I have another question. First of all, hello. Eddie, my little sister Eddie has joined us. Um, so a lot of people sort of mix up the terminology between, say, a, uh, a trademark or a registered trademark or a service mark or patent. Like without getting inside baseball, you know, first of all, we're not giving legal advice on the Solid Podcast. We just want to help clarify some things so that folks can sort of know when is the right time to do what, you know? So in a, I guess, an easy way to explain it, what's the primary difference between, say, a, a trademark, a, a service mark, or uh, what was the other one I said? Patent. A patent, yes. And I think you're missing copyright. Copyright. Yeah. Well, I think I'm missing copyright then. Well, I think it was like, I, I would say for your podcast, like copyright, copyright would be, you know, kind of paramount of importance too, but... Yeah, you uh, steal any of my stuff? I'm from the New York school to kick your ass. No, he's really not. He's, a, he's like a teddy bear. Actually, I'm Creative Commons. I, I kind of sort of don't believe in copyright. And I'm not going to go jacking anybody's stuff, but I'm, in, I'm Creative Commons. I hope that somebody can steal my stuff and share it with somebody that they can still pass on the lesson. To me, that's the way it should be because our system is hella flawed. But anyway, do your yeah, thing. Yeah, so sure. I get this question a lot. Like I said, first-time business owners... They just kind of have a jumble of ideas and they're like, I want to protect everything and whatnot. But usually the way the discussion comes up is, is, is that I want to trademark my name and it, you don't really trademark a name. So the interesting thing for um, at least two of the intellectual properties, that's trademark and, and copyright, is the way you get rights accrues really quickly more so than what people be believe. They always feel like you got to register it. And I'm like, no, registration is only for notice or claiming you have ownership. But anyway, starting out with trademark. Trademark is any device, word, phrase, logo, even scent, um, color, and things like scent. that. Scent? Yeah. What? The, it, because the whole idea of what a trademark is, it identifies your goods and services against all others. That is, it's an identifying tool for of the source of the goods and services. It literally is, I know attorneys are like, oh, you guys speak gobbledygook or, uh, I had one person speak, I don't understand what you're saying. You're speaking Chinese to me. I'm like, um, sir, you do realize I am Chinese, right? Anyway, um, it's just an identifying kind of marker type of situation is what a trademark literally is. So usually the easiest way, because people understand tactile is the trademark isn't the logo on your t-shirt. The trademark is the
the tag or the packaging with the logo that's saying that this T-shirt is coming from one company. That is a better way to kind of clarify and kind of get it to understand. And the reason why you know you want brand protection is is that you want to identify your goods and services where they're coming from. For services, they'll use things like business cards,、um, uh, letterhead, websites, right? And they'll display their logo or their catchphrase or things like that. Back to sense, sounds, and things like that. I believe I can't remember, but the way I first learned about trademark, I believe Harley Davidson even tried to、uh, trademark their trademark motorcycle sound when you revved up the.、Yeah, I've heard that certain car manufacturers their their muffler sound、yeah. is trademark. And so for colors like the Tiffany blue box, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so that that that's trademark. Copyright. The easiest way I usually try and explain it is、uh, songs, movies, comic. I love I love comic books. I love comic books. So、um, uh, I always kind of use my examples for comic book comic book rights from starting off with Marvels, you know, comic books. Then they like because people don't understand is. Why does Fox have this, and why does? Because those were all licensing deals over copyright. Right, so, right, right. So anyway, all those kind of content geared production kind of things generally falls into copyright. And with those two situations, with trademark, you get rights as soon as you start using it in trade. Okay. So a lot of people are like, "I got to register it." I was like, "Well, if you're not using it, what are you registering, right?" And so the other situation with copyright is, I always like to say the phrase "pen to paper." As soon as you reduce your idea to a tangible medium, so getting a little legalese is that's when the rights are created. We only so that could be paper or com- or computer nowadays, right? Yeah. If I types, if、right. I'm typing out a script, I'm sort of putting pen to paper by the current vernacular. Yeah. So、okay. you'll you'll appreciate this software code and stuff like that. That's all copyrightable. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Because、yeah. you don't want anybody to jack your app or. You know. Well, if you you know you spent this whole time to creating a unique code and you create a unique kind of program and things like that, yeah, you can register it for a copyright. So we we protect things that are reduced to a tangible medium. The ones that I always have to get people kind of divorced from this idea, ha pun pun not intended, but um, a lot of people feel like I came up with that idea, so I have rights to that. And, like we really don't. We don't really protect rights in in, in in what's kind of trademark or copyright. You gotta have like you gotta make something of it. Right, right, right. Well, that's what the patent trolls do, right? They basically say they came up with the idea, or they apply for the patents, or they try to show some way that they thought of sliding a phone-like object from left to right to unlock screen. It's like you kind of really thought of that, but you didn't do anything to bring it to force. So that's why Apple kind of wins those cases because、so, they physically made it. So, for clarification, with the patent situation, of the others, this is one where registration matters. Matters. You know, file,、okay. Is things like that, because really, what you're saying is, I've come up with some type of novel invention, process, or method, and that the government is going to issue me a patent. That means I have a monopoly, a government, a government monopoly about creating or exploiting this. So what patent trolls usually do is is that they will look for defunct companies or companies going under or patents not being used but still registered as a patent, buy or gain control of that patent, 
and then enforce those patents without really producing. They're just really enforcing rights on the patent because all a patent is is, is a, a government-backed monopoly. It says that this inventor or person who who has a patent, whoever company has this patent, has rights to exploit the plat patent for only set amount of years. So that's nice. what patent trolling really kind of boils down to is people felt it was really unfair that, well, the original company or who the inventor wasn't really making much use of this. And just because I have a similar invention process or method or something like that, you're just suing me and exploiting the patent. Got it. And so that's where patent trolling kind of came, came about. Um, and yeah, I mean, some attorneys, I think in is Texas, Texas kind of specialize in that. Uh, West Texas or something like that specifically, right? <laughs> right. Was, I forgot if it was West Texas or East, East Texas, but right. I know that one of the districts was highly lenient on the subject, so a lot of people do their work uh, there. So, I mean, you, you could take the more like the market-based approach. Well, if there's a market for it, somebody will exploit it. And then, you know, in terms of fairness side, I was like, this isn't what, what the system intended. The fu the funny thing is is, is that... Um, Patents and, and copyright is found in our Constitution. I mean, it basically tells Congress to to make laws for all arts and inventions in terms of... So they're enshrined there in terms of the laws creating and protection for them. Cool. I, you know, I, I find it funny because I know um, when people come up with ideas, one of the first, I think, and again, it's purely my opinion, I technically don't know Jack, so don't listen to me, um, I think one of I the listen first... to you all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I always enjoy your. I was like, that's why we came up with it. I was like, solid ideas, right? Solid. Nice. solid. Well, I think one of the things that people first do um, when when they start a business or they got a new idea, one of the first things that comes up is people start throwing around these NDAs, which I think are kind of funny. Uh, the friend DAs, even better, um, and. I think people still can't get their head around the idea. For the most part, whenever you have some crazy idea, someone's probably also simultaneously working on it. So a lot of times the idea of don't talk about it, be about it is a lot more important in the business or the creative space. Like it's better for you to physically make it and put it out there, even if you're not baked, like, like sharing it on the internet and talking about this is what I'm going for and things like that. You're sort of building a use platform, mm -hmm. right? But if you're hiding in your basement and hiding from everybody because you think someone's going to steal it, then by the time you actually come out with it, somebody else will have also already come out with it and you kind of have no case to right. fall on because you haven't peacocked your idea, so to speak. For lack I, of a, for, I, I, for, I love that term, peacocking. For, for lack of a better word, right? So what's up, Day? Gotta say what's I, up today and say what's up to Craig. Hello, Craig. Oh, Gary Garma. Oh man, this guy. This guy is the guy who gave me the idea to want to become a designer. I think it's the same guy. I'm gonna I, assume. It's I I love all his t-shirt designs. Right. Slay, oh, slay, slay. Yeah. Okay. So you know who that is. Yeah. Cool. And, oh, and Hi, anyway, wait. Uh, what was your? Oh, right. So ideas and share. Yeah. So I always get this a lot too. Is is that. People will come and be like, I have a really great idea, but I don't want anybody to steal it. And anybody I talk to, they have to sign this five, 10 page NDA. I was like, oh, oh, okay. So do you have like a prototype? Is it anything? It's just an idea and I just want people to sign it. I was like, are you entering any type of business relationship? No, I just want them to sign it so I can talk to them. Oh, okay. 
okay. <laughs> so, yeah, and I was like, on a pragmatic level, I was like, if that's the first way that you approach, just from a business perspective, you know, your relationships and things like that, you know, um, and I'm always one for formalities. The thing is, is, is that, A, if there's no value or worth in it, then somebody won't really take your idea anyway to begin with. Right, right, right. right. And so there's that whole situation. And on top of that, to some degree for business owners and my my role as a business counselor or business attorney advising them about legal risks and things like that is, is that usually I, I, I tell them, you know, it's a business. You don't, if you don't want any risk or anything, then don't do business. Don't, I was like, there's some, there is some inherent risk in doing things. And yes, the job of the attorney is to advise them to mitigate risk, but that risk never goes down to zero. It, it was like, you will always have, right? It's kind of like every action will have an equal and opposite reaction, reaction kind of situation using thermodynamics to apply to legal situations. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, is um, people need to kind of set their expectations because usually that what's correlated or attached to that, that I notice from these types of questions is, I want you to help set up my business and I don't want to be sued for anything. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm like, we, we can help. We can do asset protection, minimize risk by drafting contracts, risk shifting. And then, you know, I always advise getting good insurance policies and things like that. But it also matters on you if you're, run, if you're a small business and owner operator, and I get it because it's just me and my partner and assistant at my firm and right the thing is you get tired there's a lot of things you're doing and stuff like that but the the thing is is, is is that you do make mistakes whether it's a costly mistake or not i think that's why planning and decision making and kind of thorough understanding of the way the law works is helpful as opposed to going with the mindset that everything i'm going to do is perfect and i'm never going to get sued i'm completely immune to this situation you know and I think I'm glad you brought up something, the whole idea, like if you're not in a risk, like don't get in the business. Um, people have a, I don't know, some idea like this stuff is easy and it's not. We make it look easy and some people not so much. But I mean, for the most part, most business guys make it look easy. I think also a misconception is everyone thinks that being a self-employed somehow means you're instantly rich. No, it's not. Or the other one is that we're on vacation all the time. And I think part of that is on us because we're out and about where, you know, if I'm out having lunch, I'm still working, bro. You know what I mean? But Trust that's, me. That's all a part of business development. And I always thank you. I always business tell, development. I always tell people that's that, my excuse for going to the bar. Business development. So when when what, Day, when Day and I are, are drinking at Barla the Apron, we're checking on the wood for the bar that he made to make sure that it's still stable. But, but you know, I mean, all tongue in cheek. Uh huh. They actually have. They had. They had. Good cheeks, right? One, one, that was a special. Anyway, sorry, I love food, um, and I'm thinking about dinner. <laughs> but that that actually is all about business relationships and development, right? It was like you're a part of a community, and that's especially here in Hawaii. Who do you go to for referrals and things like that? It, you know, you bring it up in a bar conversation and whatnot. I, I I think I think for small business owners, people perceive that if we're not doing what brings in money we're not working and i remind them that's exactly the point if i'm not doing i'm not making money right so i need to justify for people who are more i think regimented or disciplined not that you and i are not 
regimented or just when was the last podcast <laughs> uh, yo that's evil that's evil what you just said just now is kind of evil well i'm talking about me too right <laughs> when was my last time? it was a year and a half ago but anyway um right it, it's that you know um we have to put time and effort and we just we decide when we want to put that time and effort into the business so i think more more so what the criticism should be by people is is, is that you get to decide your fate a little bit more but i was like but you know if you have a stable and steady job it's a stable and steady job right right, right yeah right. so i mean that to me is the trade-off right you know i think one of the things that i i, I okay maybe you can help me with this and, and this is a thing that i am I don't even know how to say this. I'm one of those people that strongly believe in cooperation. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I right? do too. Hawaii, for some reason, and I guess it could be like this other place. I have you know viewers from all over the world. Mm. But to me, is I guess I notice it more here, ambiently aware because I'm here. But everyone's always so worried about what the other business that's doing what they're doing is doing. And I'm like, I try to be product focused. I try to be service focused. And I'm aware that my competition is doing X, but I really don't care what they're doing because at the end, I can't control that per se. So I'm not really watching. I'm not thinking, hey, they stole my idea. Like, I, don't, I personally don't think that way. Do you ever find yourself trying to advise clients out of that, like, protected so much that you're not letting it out mentality? Well, let me look for from a lawyer's point of view. Um, for me my clients are i mean we call it an attorney client relationship right so i approach it from a relationship and there are times that i've had to explain to people i was like i don't think i can help you and it's not because you know i can't do it or whatnot i just don't think we're a good fit and i don't i don't want to spend the whole time in terms of representing or helping you arguing or trying to get you to understand what i'm saying i would rather just my billable hours are focused on the service and doing work for you. So I, I, and I will try and refer them if I can to somebody who I was like, or I just give them a bunch and you can keep interviewing people. But I think the co-optition thing or the competition thing here in defense of people who are in that mentality, I feel like it's a, such a struggle to live here in Hawaii, whether you're a small business owner, you're a wage earner or whatever situation you're in, and so you constantly are either living paycheck to paycheck, even if you are a small business owner, and you kind of have siege mentality of, I gotta worry about this, I gotta worry about this. It was like, oh, I can't, I can't. I, I was like, I need, Hawaii's such a small place and I need to kind of like survive for myself. And right. you feel that if, if anybody else is competing, they're taking away from your share of the pie. So I kind of I get that. Um, Added to that, I, I think there is a feeling that um, people in Hawaii is is that it's an island community. I can handle it and I can, and it's more of, I don't know if it's an offensive. I think it's more of a protective kind of status thing of, of I hate to use protecting your turf because it's not like it's a gang war or anything, but it, it's more like, you know, I'm, I'm protecting my, my area of what I started and what I built. And so it's, it's a sense of, yeah. uh, of ownership in a, in a way, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, So that's kind of how I feel. But usually what I, I, I agree with is, is that, you know, you should figure out who... You, I mean, it's kind of cliche, but any business seminar and things like that, they always say, identify yourself. And I always like, 
And yeah, you should focus on yourself about what your product or service is and then make it unique because if you're going to go to work hating it because you're not delivering something that you believe in or something just just for the sake of not protecting yeah, it. Yeah, 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 and things like that. I was like, you're going to hate it. And I'm like, well, what's the point of on the flip side then, what is the point of that too? I like I like the comment that I, I just saw here on a live stream um, from Esten. And Esten's like, basically, it's better to just have your business plan set up in a way that you can go where they don't follow. So that way you don't have to be so worried about the competition. You try to, you said it, you mentioned it, be unique. I like to call it the USP, the unique selling point. That's the way I learned it in school. Um, I think that's very cool. Uh, so, you know, um, no, Joe, sorry, we don't have a regular daytime for the podcast. It kind of sort of flies. I'm trying to get there. I'm working on it, but uh, thank you for stopping by. So so about unique selling points, I love that Doc is off the wall and flies by the seat of his pants. <laughs> Not necessarily great for like scheduled, but I was like the, cre- the creativity definitely flows I, in the free flow. I work on highly, highly, highly flexible and... That gets me in trouble sometimes, but I, I I tend to work on highly flexible because I want to be available. When someone comes up with something that they don't, they're like, oh man, I'm stuck. Like I, I have this, I don't really have the, this. I the, the time frame is not working out how I want, but I need to get it done. I like to come in, a la Captain Save a Ho, and fix it. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a what, shining armor thing I grew up with. What with. I will notice is that um a, a lot of the good thing about mom and pop and small businesses in Hawaii and things like that is there is a a flexibility or like I want to take care of you because it's right. more of a family or community kind of thing. Now, obviously, that gets in the way of now you've become so flexible. You're going to say I can help the whole market. And that's probably anybody right who defines their home, their whole market as everyone is like is not. That isn't a, that isn't a good business. You, you know what? You just made me think of something. Here's something that we have to work on as a whole community. Okay, one is, be, I mean everybody. I, me included. I'm not just picking on one people. I'm picking on everyone. We all as a community need to work on not saying shit like, "Oh, it's good enough." Oh yes. No, we should be the best at everything. We should strive to be the best, and somehow we've made it okay to be okay. Like the fact that L and L still exist in Hawaii means we're cool with okay. Like, I'm not gonna say anything about any. You you can't. Uh, you're the attorney. You can get in trouble. I don't care. Oh no, because there's friends and stuff. But yeah, I, I get what I, I got get friends at L and L. I know I know people that run the joint, but it's not what it used to be. It doesn't right. taste as good as it used to, and there's way better things out there. But sometimes I'm in a hurry, so that's good enough. And I'm kind of like, I don't really like the good enough. I prefer that we at least try to hit B. Yeah, but I mean, I I don't know if that's just Hawaii anymore. I get the sense. I think that's, no, that's no, kind of sort no, of everywhere. No, no offense to my fellow Americans and everything, but right, um, you know, when did America go from this, 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 we're not okay with this situation too. Meh, it's okay. We can we can deal with it. I mean, the, yeah. the political system can survive. It, it's right? starting to slide a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, so I I mean, right, uh, you know, made in the USA and stuff like that. And there well, there, are, there are other economies going at, at into play, right? Things are cheaper made in China. Right. But 
usually when I go to Asia, and you and I know this because you and I both like going, especially when it comes to Japan, and maybe they're overly on the other side, right? You don't want to work till you, you die at your office place, but. <laughs> But, but, right, there is a dedication to perfection of craft. Right. Whether it be making soba. That's, that's or, what I like right. the most about Japan. Yeah. Japan has that serious, serious dedication to craft, you know? And I really, really love that. And so I went to Singapore, I it was se se September. That was the first time I was there. Absolutely loved it. Now, some people might not like it because it's probably very controlled, very clean and stuff like that. But that's why I loved it. I was like... It was it was fa a fantastic from riding the subway, going to the airport, the streets, everything. I was like, to me, that was that was great. And because it was in a tropical weather and a couple of my clients come from Singapore and stuff like that, you know, I would say is, is there's maybe a slight disappointment in Hawaii politics, business and law and other aspects is, is that maybe we don't need to follow that model, but we could be better. We could be better in terms of being whatever whatever we want to be but i don't think we even have a consensus and this is what you're saying about where we want where to we take, want to, where to take the state that's people, the problem people are fine there are people who are fine where it is status right? quo yeah and i'm not even talking about people who want to go look towards more of a culture or historic roots or anything i'm just talking about that middle group the but eh, it's okay right well eh, see here, okay. here's where it gets funny to me all right so a large portion of Hawaii has this thing where we identify to a certain extent with uh, Japanese culture, Korean culture, even Chinese culture, right? Mm -hmm. um, the way we do uh, baby's 100 days, baby's first birthdays, the way we do weddings, we do bonsais at every weddings. We have a lot of cultural crossover. But the one thing that didn't stick, the one that should stick, is the work ethic. The dedication. To the dedication to craft. Like right. the work ethic and the dedication to craft is like, well, in that one, I'm going to pick the American side. So we, yeah. we have a cultural yeah. identity crisis in the sense that we have the lovely family values of the Hawaiian spirit. Yeah. We have the lovely, like, ohana and sharing and community and all of that. We have a lot of the politeness and whatnot that also comes from Polynesia, but then you add on your Asian, you know, style. But then when we feel like being an asshole <laughs> or work, we'll fly the American flag quick. And then so that cultural identity blur kind of makes it hard for us to know where we're going as a state. And I think a lot of time businesses tend to follow some of that same stuff. Well, just looking at urban planning and just kind of the way the state the state, especially especially Oahu and the Honolulu urban, because I know you love talking about transit. You already had an episode on uh, rail and things like that. But the reality is, is, is that it's kind of funny to me when you look at it that we we decided to adopt American style of let's create suburbs, plan community that sprawl out. Whereas that anybody who's been to um, a city especially newer cities in Asia and stuff like that is, is, is just very regimented and yeah. kind of like you're all, we're going to make it super expensive for you to live further and further away from the city, but we're going to contain you all in an urban. In a nice spot. Yeah. And that way that the country can kind of remain country with a lot of people wish we still had. That, here. Yeah. But the, the right, the trade off to that is, well, then you're all packed into dense little queues, which some of us don't mind. And other people know we want, we want to have large, 
we want yards and things like that, right? So, I mean, that would be the trade-off, but I would say that was the kind of, that to me has created a lot of, because we had poor urban planning, and on top of that, you live on an island with limited resources, everything needs to be shipped in, and then you decide to adopt, I mean, right, we're, no offense to Puerto Rico, but we're the only state, state, hey. that that is an island state. Um, hey, don't be messing with my people. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, being, being a state ha- affords it certain, but the thing is, is in terms of planning, you know, it's kind of, um, it's, it's odd to have that 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 Asian kind of spirit infuse mixed with American style of liberalism yeah. and pol- politics. And then, so honestly, of all the things, the biggest blur in that, the one that causes the most trouble to me is the respect level. Respect levels in this town are slowly and slowly and slowly going away, and a lot of it comes from not really caring how what you do is going to affect the other person anymore. And that's something that's, you know, very big and it should stay here. But for some reason is disappearing. And also, I think the other one is having the confidence sort of in our own people. Um, and what I mean by that, when when my family ran Video Life, people would come to our store and be like, hey, here's this, you know, 27 inch TV and will you match the price of Circuit City? And I would say yes. And they would say, oh, I like to use Circuit City because I used to go there like well, every that weekend. Was, that's what was open at the time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Best Buy was sort of brand new right about the time we closed. But, um, you know, I would say yes instantly. And they go, oh, well, I didn't tell you what the price was. I go, don't worry, I'll match it. And then, like, you know, say Circuit City price for the TV was six ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Our price for the TV was four ninety nine, and then we had paper invoices because that's the way Mom liked it. Mm-hmm. So I would go to the counter and I would start writing down six ninety nine, uh-huh. and they'd be like, "Oh, but I thought it was four ninety nine. I know, yeah, but you wanted me to match Circuit City price, so I'm matching it." And they would look at me like, "You're an asshole," and I'd be like, "No, you're an asshole because you immediately thought that being a local company, we must not be as good as Circuit City." Yeah, you came to me with the attitude that somehow the big box don't give a fuck about you mainland store was going to be better than the local store when we were actually being fair, right? And then sometimes when people would say, "Well, I went back to Circuit City and they said don't match your price, so can you come lower?" And I'd be like, no. But see, ask my mom. She get mad at me. My answer was never no. My answer was fuck no. And she's like, you can't say that to customers. I go, mom, they're not a customer until they buy something. Where they don't before they buy something, they're just ass on my carpet. Once they buy something, now you're a customer. Now you get customer service. Walking around acting like a dick, you know, looking down on us. I don't give you any respect for us, you know. And then so they would say, well. How come they're going to go lower? You can't come any lower. And I'll be like, no. And they'll be like, why? And I'm like, okay, so you came here with your kid. So how would you like it if your kid came in and lied to you until you told them, okay, I know the truth. I've already discovered the truth. So why don't you tell me the truth before I have to tell you? And they'll be like, well, I don't see how it relates. Well, we sell the TV for $4.99 all the time. They sell it for $6.99. Mm-hmm. But when you go to them and tell them, I am smart enough to ask you to bring the price down to four ninety nine, mm-hmm. and then they say okay. That means they lied to you from the gate. Why do you even want to buy something from somebody that's lying to you from first point? 
you know, so I'm like, go there. Like, I really don't want to sell you shit. And I used to get in fights with my mom all the time about it, but that was my mentality. Like, we need to start loving, respecting, and supporting all the local brands whenever possible. I think nowadays, um, and I I think overall consumerism, or consu- well, not consumerism, uh, where consumers are nowadays is we've fed into this narrative is the customer is always right especially in our ah. we're especially for me in a profession where no the client is sometimes wrong and uh, you know behind closed doors i'm gonna tell you you're wrong you're paying me to give you advice so i'm telling you you're wrong and we'll resolve and fix it whatever objective you have but i'm just telling you but especially in, in the retail space or stuff like that you know what I, the funny thing that i noticed and maybe this will put a perspective on it. You know, when in, in Asia or other or or Europe in other countries, I noticed that you know for food service, people don't really ask for substitutions. It's only really Americans are like, can you change this out for this and that and stuff like that. And they always give a kind of puzzled look or the so. And I noticed that here here. <laughs> yeah, the guys, you're right. They go, are? <laughs> but here, even here in Hawaii, it's like. That's not on the menu item, but I'm going to ask anyway. And if you can't do it, then it's poor service on you. And I'm like, hold on. You know, somebody took time to craft and create this menu and stuff like that. Exactly kind of like your pricing and stuff like that for your TV. And if you don't want it at that price or whatever, that's fine. You don't, it was like, then you just leave and then you go to your other place. But to then... This goes, this ties into why I think you do have good customer service to some extent is the flexibility. But at a certain point, I think people here have been taught to push the envelope and just, you know what, there's no harm in asking. Well, there is a harm in asking when you feel that you're entitled to the in change, I think. That's that. And then that's when you're in, inserting yourself into the business owner's decision. You can give constructive feedback and criticism is that I think your menu is too busy. I think your prices are too high. But to get this art of the haggle in on these kind of everyday, when I'm talking about like, you know, your coffee, your TV or things like that, it was like, hold up, hold up a minute. It was like, um, I'm, I'm happy to, to speak to you as a customer, but there's no way that I, you, you can dictate to me what my prices are for you. Oh, yeah. I, I recently had one, and without throwing the person under the bus, the person sent me something, and they wanted to cut it, and I sent them back a price. I'm like, oh, it'd be 40 bucks. And they were like, 40 bucks is only going to take four minutes. And I was like, well, no, technically it's going to take 10 minutes. And what you're not accounting for is rent, um, insurance, uh, taxes, um, a $60,000 laser machine, not a magic marker, 60, six zero motherfucker is 60,000. Did you write down all the zeros? Yeah. And I, and I'm like, and you got to add about 32 and a half years of graphic design experience. All of the above don't come free pimping. So like, yeah, it's 40 bucks. Either buy it or, you know, move the fuck on. Like, but they get the attitude like they're hurting you by not spending 40 bucks. And I, I'm like, yo, like I do shit that costs into the thousands. I don't care. So going to the, you know, how you talked about earlier, co-optition and things like that. You know, there's some people who are fine with my billable rate and there are other people. Why? Why is it? So I was like, um, I'm, I'm happy to go give you a referral or something. There are there are probably um, 
more affordable or cheaper attorneys in terms of billable hours and things like that. But that that is my price. If the market can't sustain my price, then I adjust my price at at some point in choosing of my time or something like that. But I I usually just say, you know, it this is what it is. And if you don't like it, I mean, then then you can seek another attorney. And the same thing goes for you is is that well, you're more than welcome to find somebody else, right? To kind of do the services that you need if you can find one. Right. Because I, for as long as I've known you in terms of your skill set and things like that, yeah, I, I think there are people who can do some of the same or similar things, but I think that you bring a unique skill set overall, right? That- well, I'm going to bring my, my care to it, which I also, you know, to me is priceless because, well, it's me. And I, I mean, I guess that's a little arrogant to some extent. Um, I want to bring in a, a comment that my buddy Bill posted in. Mm-hmm. Hello, brother Bill. Bill said people have a tendency to forget that customer service is better than price. And I really, really love that comment because... I think a lot of people don't really appreciate customer service the way it is anymore. And I love customer service. I love anybody that, you know, goes out of their way to not like kiss my ass or whatever, but you can just tell when they care about what they're doing. Yo, I'm a fan for life. I'm going to be there no matter what, you know, right. so I love those spots. I, yeah, I, I will frequently return back to a lot of places where they, they treat me well and things like that. Um, I, I would... I would buy a lot of my wine and things from Jill if you're out there uh, from Sharoma's wine and more. Oh god, but I missed that spot. Yeah, I or you know I love going to the sake shop, but I heard uh, Nadine will be in your neck of the woods soon. Super excited about that. Yes, but the thing is, is 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 that um, they brought unique products, but also I would get the level of attention, and I was like, I'm fine paying your 10, 15, 20 percent markup. But I, I think the thing is, is is that you and I see a sense of value in that. And the thing is, is I don't think everybody sees that same value. For them, the price is the price. Right. And, and I, it, want, I really wonder why that is. Like, I wonder where that sets off. I This is mean of me and maybe even a little bit assumptive of me. But I say it's the people that either work for somebody for so long that they don't know what it's like, or maybe their parents own a business they don't definitely work in. So they, they get things handed to them. They don't really know the minutia behind it. So they don't understand how many people are bending over backwards to bring you that plate. You know, that plate that ends up on your table. There's about 14 people in the background right, of that right. for them. They show up, they sit down, plate shows up. Right. Um, I often bring it up cause it's funny. I had a friend once that gave a place, a one-star review on Yelp because they didn't take reservations. Oh, and And I'm like, what? What the fuck? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I I mean, to this day, it still, it doesn't make me angry, but it cracks me up. Like, how do you give somebody a one? It's their business. They can decide whether to take reservations or not. Let's not go into Yelp territory. All right, yeah, let's stay away from Yelp. I was like, I love many of you, but for the bad Yelp... So, right, it's just like anything is is that you're always going to have a set of bad people or good people but a lot of times the bad the the bad people like bad yelpers like and then you see things like that and it makes you kind of angry as a business owner is like I worked my at or like or write the 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 quintessential oh I gave this place a one star or two star because the waiter wasn't cute enough I was like what does that have anything to do with the food service 
right? That's see, that's crazy. I actually I didn't get a bad review, but I got a comment one from a customer who was mad because they came all the way from Kailua. Kailua to Kakako is seventeen miles. I got right, friends right. that run that shit every day. Yeah. Right? Seventeen miles. Right. I know it takes a long time because of traffic. That's not my problem. But I came all the way to Kakako and there's no parking. I am really frustrated. I drove all the way down here. I had to put my kid in the car. And I'm like, all right, listen. I wear a condom. So I don't have no kids. So fuck you and your kid. <laughs> you made that decision. Why is it my fault that you have a kid you had to put in the car? Right? And I, I know that sounds like asshole, but it's a true story. Like, you can't hold somebody else accountable for decisions you make. Uh, also, you live in Kailua. You can live in town. It's open. It's free. You don't need... It's not a, an elite gated community. You know, you made an executive decision to move to Kailua. Why? Because you like the country. You like the fresh air. You like the beach. You like the general Californianness of of Kailua. That's your problem. <laughs> I like that. That's your problem. Like... My business is in town. If you want to frequent it, cool. You're, you're talking about Southern California, right? Not like North. Dude, tell me, tell me Kailua doesn't look like San Diego. I, I'm, that's why I said Southern California. Um, I, I, you know, I would see good money or I would love it if somebody could create a, well, I mean, right, build better mousetrap, build, build a better Yelp. And what I mean by that is... I would like to begin to see that people create dimensions or metrics that are important to them as a reviewer when they are, and that allows you as a somebody searching to find somebody who has similar, you know, I mean, we already do it for like personal ads and things like that. It tries to match you up by dimensions, right? Because the thing is, is, is that maybe she cares about parking and somebody else cares for parking. So they're not, they're going to find a review that matches is that don't go to this place if you like parking. As opposed to this kind of generic like catch-all is that this is five stars on these. It was like, it's just too kind of, it's not organic But enough. to me, the parking is lazy because Kakako, there is, there's parking. But you I'm just got to park but, three blocks and but walk. But that's what I'm saying is, is we're not, we're not really going to a ranking of your business, more of a, a review about what aspects of the Yeah, I'm normally, the, if I'm yeah, reading reviews, yeah. I'm looking for something that tells me this is the spot. Not really the people's opinion because opinions are subjective. Yeah, but like right now, we're drinking bourbon and this is kind of amazing. Some people say, oh, I don't like it, it's too sweet. Larceny, larceny. Anyway. <laughs> you know, so like I tend to not pay attention to reviews. I know that like, for instance, Star Wars, everyone said it sucked. I'm a I, diehard I like Star Wars fan. There's no such thing as sucked in the Star Wars universe. I liked it. Except episode one. I, I, I didn't I'm not gonna say I liked episode one. Uh, no, I, I thought so. If you did, I'll punch your ass in the face right but, here. It'll be a hate cry for punching the gay dude in the face. But no, so episode one sucks. I, I always do a marathon when the next one comes out and watch them in uh in sequence. Genki Dayo. But I, I always skip episode one. Like, All right. That's the machete cut is yeah, what they call it, yeah, right? Yes. So you know, like, so for me, normally when I'm searching reviews, I am looking for something where somebody that has a similar subjectability right, to what right, I'm into. Right, right, right. And I get it, you know, I get stuff out of that. But uh, Bill brought it up in the chat. I think it was either Bill or Esther, one of them talked about people's entitledness is what's kind of killing it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So you and I have had this discussion. So my friends on the left and on the right are probably, I'm going to have no friends after. Oh, that's okay. I love video games and I'm a lawyer, so it's okay. I already don't have friends. And, and my and my close friend always tells me to shut up. Hi, Kev. <laughs> anyway. Hi, Kev. Yeah. Um, 
So I think I told you about this, what my kind of general painting in broad strokes against there's caveat and there's always exceptions to the rule. But what I see in American politics on the extreme left and then the extreme right is a salience or tendency on the on the right side, right? You can be I can do whatever I want. And I can be as dumb as I want and stuff like that, like. There is no global warming. I'm entire. I was like, I, I can have, like I said, I am me as stupid as I want, right? And we only need to, if you voted for him, I'm sorry, we probably can't be friends or I find it extremely difficult to speak to you about at least politics. We can have bourbon. Anyway, right on that side is like, yeah, the, the news is wrong, or right? On the left, and the only reason why I think I'm more sympathetic to the left currently is because given our current political state but anyway is they're all about um let's let's give people as many chances which i get it's tough and difficult but at a certain point it becomes beyond the pale and also those two ends begin to marry up into the middle the middle part of america where you have people saying you can be as stupid or whatever you want and on the left we'll give you as many chances as humanly possible and so you, you've created this, this toxic mix of the average American of, I know absolutely nothing, but I have these rights and these protections. And I'm not, I'm not talking about worker protection. I'm just talking about the general sense of, we need to protect this, we need to save this. And, so, I, and I'm, that's why I'm saying in broad strokes, that's where I see what people distill from the high. So right, politicos, lawyers, and the, they're all talking up here, but what gets yeah. distilled down through the media and everything are these distillations of discourse, right? Government regulation. I want to be as free as I want on this side. And to me, that's created this toxic mix in the middle of for the average American or the average kind of person that is like, holy shit, you're as stupid as you want and you think you're going to get as many outs and saves as possible. <laughs> and I'm like... This is not this is not a viable this is not a viable like citizenry. This does not make any sense. Well, you know, part of that part of that has to do with the somewhere in the I want to call it like the last 10 maybe 15 years, there's been a big change in understanding between rights and privileges per se. Mm -hmm. You know, like people say I have a right to drive. That's actually mm. a privilege. That's not a right. No, yeah. <laughs> like, a... people don't understand the basic stuff. Like, so... I have a right to do X. No, you don't have a right. Well, I'm a customer, and I have a right to be here. No, because this is my private property at the time, even though I am subletting it for someone. I am the person in charge of it at the time, and I don't want you here, so I need you to get the hell out before so I make you get out. You you hit the nail right on the head, because that's exactly what I feel is, is they, they understand they have rights, that's my that's my leftist kind of right, but on on the right side they don't know what those rights are. They just like spout whatever. Yeah, like, it is like so, no, this is not how well, this works. This is a shout out to all my Facebook lawyers out there who are forever like in the middle of a discourse about something. You know, we're trying to talk about something on it, and somebody was like, "Well, so and so is against the law or not against the law," and I'm like, "Do you know the law behind that? Like, when did you become a Facebook lawyer?" I, so anytime a court case comes out so i love self you and i know because love podcasts we did blogs and whatnot and 
the internet and self-publishing has made it a great tool for communication. Unfortunately, that equal distribution of that power, thanks to Breitbart and all these kind of fake news, true fake news. I like fake nudes. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> we, we can Photoshop that and talk about, again, um, solid after dark. But I, I think the issue is, is, is that it's also given voice to a long of wrongheaded or, you know, no, you're just wrong. That's not, there is no basis for that. But the amplification of the internet and things like that, right? That, that makes them, I, no, I'm published. I'm self so I can say whatever I want. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, it's not true. It's no, not true. no, you can't. I, well, that, that goes to screen. I think people don't understand this. The, uh, screaming, uh, fire in a crowded theater thing now pertains to cyberspace. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, no, that 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 would be nice. I think, I think I, as I read, there are great Reddit posts, obviously, but there's I've also like, huh, when you remember, right? The joke is always don't go into the comment section of anything and stuff like that. Oh, and, Reddit's the bomb. That's my hangout. I I know. That's why I said I love Reddit, but I'm just thinking about comments. It's section. it's a scary it's a scary space. If you're yeah. into safe space, stay the fuck off of Reddit. I want to bring up something really quick, real quick, is uh, Estan mentioned that nobody ever reads HRS. And I get that because I say it all the time. Like, I, we, we talked about real, like, a couple minutes ago, we are talking about how we can make funding. I say right now, if the police would give everyone a ticket for going into the crosswalk once the numbers started, we could pay for real in a week and a half. Right. <laughs> And, well, I, and I know they have other things to do, and I know they got you know they don't really want to bother people about it. But the reason why that one pisses me off so much is because I watch people do it constantly, and then they get in it and they take their time and they piddle across the street. I even had a sheriff who walked in and then saw me coming and then stopped. He kind of got like not halfway, but like a quarter way, and he's waving me through, like no, no, go ahead. And I'm like, well. Technically, where you are, I can't go ahead because the rule about turning while there's someone in the crosswalk mm -hmm. has to do with endangering yeah. them. And because this is one way to one way, there's no halfway line. So I would be endangering you. And second of all, did you, did you, did, were they on their phone? When they, when they, he I'm did just, have his phone I, I in his hand, but he wasn't kidding. looking at it. And then I'm like, and second of all, you, my friend, the sheriff himself, are in violation of HRS 291-33C. Don't walk in the goddamn crosswalk once the numbers start counting. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, why the fuck do I know that? Because when they first said they're changing the law, it was on the news for about two days. There was a commercial. And my first thing was, I better go read it so I know exactly what it is. Because being pigmently skilled, I get pulled over a lot more than the pigmently challenged. I like I, I like that I like that I'm gonna I'll talk to my partner about that for employment discrimination. <laughs> uh, this person was uh, we bring it up in court. This person was violated employment because they were pigmently skilled. <laughs> when there was a he person, would like, he would think that was <laughs> person of lesser caliber who was pigmently challenged got the position instead. I, I like to use that so people can stop saying race baiting because people think you know it's always about race, but <laughs> it, it it's just a thing like, and when. I see so many people with a carriage walk across the street literally 75 yards away from the actual crosswalk 
they're either walking with a carriage or they're walking with a baby or they got a baby in their hand. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and if we were to bang you, we'd be wrong. Like, yo, what the hell are you doing? It was like a little bit further. You could have walked safely. And even it's the crossbox that don't even have a light. Like we have no choice but to stop for you. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I just wish we could fix that. So about the point about nobody reading the, so HRS stands for Hawaii Revised Statutes. Sorry, I went inside baseball again. No, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, right? Lawyer lingo is all about inside baseball. We use Latin phrases. It's like, what the? What the hell is subpoena? No. <laughs> I, I was gonna do a Latin I'm phrase. I, I was gonna do a Latin phrase, but I can't for the life of me remember the incantation for Harry Potter. <laughs> so oh. that was gonna be my I, Latin I, phrase. Of course, you would use Harry Potter. I hate Harry Potter. I love Star Wars. I don't. That's Harry Potter's not. Anyway, um, about not reading. I mean, right? There's whole sections of the code that I'm not familiar with. I'm not a criminal attorney. It's amazing that you can recite the uh, crosswalk citation, but. Like I said, the ones where I might get in trouble for, I know what they are, so when the police pull me over, I can give them the code right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, at, at some point, let's not get all, like, uh, political philosophs and in Age of Enlightenment, but, you know, at a certain time, uh, our our society has become so large and complex that, yes, we defied it, decided to codify laws, create constitutions, and in a Hobbesian way, Leviathan, right? Giving up some some small rights of your power and creating a government, um, and, and so you said the, Hobbesian. I wish I had like a bell. Hobbes. Ding, ding, yeah, ding, ding. yeah, <laughs> right. And so the thing is, is, is that you know we have to write this all down to have a rule of law that says these are the rules. Like, right? It's your Monopoly guidebook. Does any does everybody read the Monopoly um, instructions? No, but you know no. it's if there is a dispute, a problem, or an issue, you know to you can you, go you, to you, the book, right? And so that's kind of what it's become now is is that it's a library of laws. And the thing is 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 that yeah, it's true that you're probably not going to read it, but either an attorney representing you, or if you are an engaged and active and educated citizen, you know that if there's something affecting you, you you know where to turn to about. Especially when they're they're proposing a change in the law. If you've ever read a bill that's been introduced, so I also worked in the legislature, right? Of course. Anyway, right? If they're changing the law, you will see the way that they write for changes into the bill about striking out and things like that. So you can see what if this did go into effect in the law, how how it it's being changed. So the thing is, is is that a lot of it, unfortunately, is is you just got to do it yourself. Right. Right. Well. Be- before we get out of here, the one thing I want to bring up to everyone, because, you know, with Solid, our intention is to hopefully get you on something that you can take away. Um, I'm going to be taking away all his Star Wars memorabilia. How about here. you bring your butt back in the frame? I don't, I don't stink. <laughs> oh. Normally, you over here trying to get close to me. Now you're, like, creeping away. Well, I'm, like, I'm like all hot from the tea and, like, not just kidding. I look at your cheeks, but you just turned red than a mofo. You know what's really funny? I did the 23 and Me, and sometimes I do get red, but for the vast majority, I don't. But it's funny. So, like, the 23 and Me report, sorry to say. You said you're Mongolian? <laughs> um. It is funny. It goes Are you Genghis through, Khan? No, I wish I was. I was like, it would it would go through all the markers and says, it's like reading like the way the reports read. It kind of reads like a fortune teller thing. And I was like, likely not to get flush. And yeah, usually I don't get the Asian blush. He <laughs> said likely not to get flush. Anyway, sorry, my little random. I thought it was interesting. but It is interesting. Of, but I wanted, I was hoping I was one of those people who would have like... um 
sub-Saharan African or like some some. I know because you keep asking me. <laughs> by by insertion, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, unfortunately. Hey um, Noah. When when I read my DNA report, it was just very boring, and I was like, oh. Oh, no! You really didn't get any Genghis Khan? No, I am eighty-seven percent Chinese. Damn. So I am praying to get. So I was like, that guy is part of Genghis Khan. No, so I'm I could go Khan. Actually, I'd rather be Kubla. Kublai, Kublai Khan. Yeah, that. that wow, you you should play Civ too. I'm a video come game on, Come on, it's not from Civ. It's from Netflix. Marco Polo. I know. Anyway, I mean, we were supposed to be getting to an advice. My advice is, it's not even advice. It's just it's a wish of mine. I'm putting my hands together and be like, oh. I wish people would understand or go back to understanding something that we all learned in sixth grade. When we were in sixth grade, we started to learn Wait, about but your sixth grade was different than mine. Shut up. <laughs> we learned about civic responsibility. And I think anymore, everybody wants the government to take care of this. And it's not, you know, the handouts thing or this and that or control or none of that, the gun laws, all of that is crazy. What I mean is basic civic responsibility. What you normally hear is, well, I don't do so-and-so because I'm not into politics. Right. The, 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 the Greek root of the word political is polititi. It means person, citizen of a community where the sum of all of those people make the greater whole. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like there's a certain amount of importance that goes with citizenry. So my feeling as a corollary or an addendum to that or is, is is that I absolutely agree with that. I think the way you get there though is to educate people and let them understand is by you choosing not to be engaged or inform, you are giving up that space, that that right or that ability to engage to somebody else and that somebody else isn't you. They're going to be advocating for their interests and what they want out of their government and out of their society. Yep. So the less that you decide to be engaged, and I do get it, I mean- And right, we scream victim right, afterwards. Right, I was like, I understand working, working, working people is like, I don't have time and stuff like that. And I get it. And so you wanna spend time doing less stressful things. and. Politics and law are not necessarily everybody's lo love of life. But well, I think the thing is, people are the politics from a legislative standpoint or trying to be a governor, senator, mayor, representative, council person, whatever. That's politics. But being a citizen is not necessarily politics. Right. Mm. If you're going from the that vernacular. Right. Mm, yeah. I mean, I mean, civil responsibility such as even just picking up your own shit, you know, or like, don't be an asshole. But, or I mean, if there's a problem, call someone. Don't complain. Call someone. Like, but, but to tie this back in, I think that's exactly why you, you, you hit, you hit it on, on the head again is, is that, um, you got that in sixth grade. I don't know if we're educating kids nowadays is that you want to be involved in this process because we're afforded this ability. Right. Now it's more, go do this, go do that, be on Facebook, be on Instagram, or, you know, go to the mall or go shopping. Or It was like, and I think, as I said, it's a very key pivotal thing is, is to let people know, just letting you know, every time that you choose to disengage, 
it's not like you can get that time and that effort back. back it's gone. Yes, it's gone. It's and, lost. And chance. you've 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 given up your ability to be at the table, say something, or understand something, and you've given it up to somebody else. And so so I'll, I'll give you my recent civic responsibility. I uh, was kind of angry about the fact that a lot of the uh, let's call it alternative coin buying houses are being blocked in Hawaii. So Topher and I were out grabbing a bite to eat. And I saw Governor Ige, (laughs) and I I yelled at him. I was like, hey, uh, Governor Ige, can you please let us buy Bitcoin back and forth in our our state? Like, what I do with my money is technically none of your damn business as long as I pay taxes. And he kind of looked, and then, you know, he was like, where's that voice coming from? And he saw me in the truck, (laughs) and then he walked in to knock the sign man. What I did was, after that was the most dumbest thing ever. My phone fell. So I went to go reach under my seat to grab the phone and the two big sheriffs started walking towards the truck. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay, better than I bend over. I kind of stopped halfway. I was like, oh, wait, shit. Wait, you, <laughs> you didn't want to bend over? No. Oh, no? No. Dude, I was about to get a Sucks. cap popped in my ass for trying to pick up my... I literally, literally dropped my phone, but I forgot. You can't yell shit at the governor and then reach under your seat. That's a good way to get shot, yeah, oh, yeah. especially when you're pigmently skilled. Um. Yeah, did he take 38 more, more minutes to respond to you after you <laughs> All right, gonna, I, I was going to save that one for the tech show. Sorry, but, sorry. So before, uh, normally before we go, what we like to do is give you an opportunity to promote something that you're really into. Like, uh, I call it a pick or a tip or, you know, a little advice. Have you got anything that you want to share with the community? What is it? Um, I'm doing a, a talk at Manoa Innovation Center. Yay, Manoa Innovation. I, I like to call it Mick or Mickey. Am I the only? Anyway, uh, I'm doing a talk at Manoa Innovation Center uh, about... Uh, legal issues for starting a business. And it's all that good stuff that I talk about, entity choice between LLCs, corporations. Um, I brought in a Valer- Valerie Koenig and she does a lot of um, business coaching and planning for especially multiple business owners about their operating agreements and bylaws or about board advice, of putting together a board of advisors helping your business. Because I find a lot of small business owners are completely new ones or they're clueless they don't and i always tell them is because you don't have that water cooler talk you don't have that network so you got to go find yourselves mentors and advisors or people that you have lunch with to kind of help you through the woods but anyway doing a talk next week wednesday at manoa innovation center around lunchtime so uh you can find the information on hugh and bordenov b-o-r-d-e-n-a-v-e e i He's a Maui boy, believe it or not, with that French. Anyway, I, I have the funniest, funniest names for whatever he call himself. Um, Bovovier. I was like, hey, are you hanging out at Bovovier and Hugh? He's like, what? <laughs> anyway, so I'll be talking about all that fun stuff that I, I find interesting. So come come check it out. Come hang out. And just if you're a new business owner or even if you're an old pro, there's it's a good refresher. Um, as as my friend Capson you should oh you should get Capson on on anyway hi Capson uh hi, you, Capson. Sh- you should um uh always kind of get refreshers because there is a lot of um people who operate and own businesses that on on the governance and the the legal side that they sometimes I was like um have you been filing zero returns for this shelf company no um you, you kind of should and, and there's things like that and it's like um about that about that so. Yeah, I, I, it'll be a good time. 
and you've been to my talk, so I, I usually usually I'll, I'll do some boring legal the Hawaii Revised Statutes, and then we <laughs> will talk story like this. I sometimes just like this. I'll be honest, I don't like sitting and talking and lecturing at people. I'd rather just sit down and talk story. Communicate, yeah. Yeah. Well, I always go because you always have good cookies. Uh, that's that's my assistant. That's Caleb's job. All right, so <laughs> uh, my my pick for this week, I'm going to. I'm gonna attempt to brown nose to Chef Will real quick because I want him, I want to get his goofy ass on my show. Yes, um, Will Chen, you would love him. You think I'm a loud Chinese, Asian? That 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 man has a deep booming voice, and that's why I listen to him. So he's like, here, eat this. He has this really cool service called Freshbox, and you can find it. I'm gonna say it's fresh highfreshbox.com. And the high stands for Hawaii. But it's really cool. Basically, what they do is they send you a box. It has three meals for two people in it. It basically roughly translates to about $12 a meal. And it has everything in it. Like, it's delivered for you. All the ingredients you need are there. You basically follow the instructions. You cook it. And I think every time they do a new menu, you have two options. Let's check what's on the menu this go-around. I'm probably going to start salivating. They have the regular menu. And they have the gluten-free menu. It was super funny because uh, my friend got his box to the shop. And I was like, why does it say girlfriend on there? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Will was like, you know, calling him out. Like, is it girlfriend? And he's like, dumbass, it's gluten-free. And I was like, oh, the fuck are you gluten-free for? You don't have celiac disease. Anyway. <laughs> so guess what else was on my 23andMe report? <laughs> you got celiac disease? No, no. It, it, there's two markers for it, and I have one. So it says you're likely not. But it was like, oh, I thought that was funny because I always like the gluten-free thing. I'll give your ass two markers. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so Freshbox, like on the menu, just go around for the people who like to eat real food. Flat iron steak, I guess. Uh, ong choy salad. I hope I didn't mess up that Chinese-ness. Uh, soy glazed chicken with apple hash. Cod and chilled black bean noodles. Damn, that sound good. I'm starving. And then in the girlfriend menu, or gluten-free or poser menu, there's sweet and sour ono, flat iron with ong choy. Oh, fuck, that's gluten-free too? I'm going to add gluten to mine so that I just to be a dick. And then turkey and sweet potato bowl. But anyway, if you get your orders in, like they send the box to your house and it's a kind of cool thing to do. A, because it's a little bit healthy with our, but even to freshen up, you know, your life. Like if you just want to have like date night at home and you don't know how to cook for shit, go see uh, Chef Will, get that high fresh box, buy one, have it come to your house. You can make three meals and there'll probably be some kids later and you can name them Will. It's a pretty common American name I, for Chinese I, kids. I, I, I enjoy that. I mean, I think. If I understand correctly, there's enough for uh, two people. So you have two of Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so you and Carrie, well, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to eat both of them joints by myself, really. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that was my so that was my pick for the week. Check out High Fresh Box or just called Fresh Box, but the website is highfreshbox.com. It's really worth getting into. And we'll see. I plugged your shit. Wait. I well, plugged your product. <laughs> So, so please come to my show. Yes, please. And I won't have to lower my chair like I had to do for Ryan. So yeah, I can be I'm the so same sure. height as him. Me and Will are roughly well, the same size. Are you? I thought Will Will's bigger than me, well, dude. Yeah. Um. No, Will, you're going to be here one day when we do our podcast anyway. So I'm just going to have Doc trap your ass here anyway. Okay, so speaking of your podcast, promote that real quick. Uh, so we're going to be relaunching because I started it about as, as I was making. I was actually making fun of me more than I was making Doc. Um, I had launched a 
podcast it was called uh, gay geek and gastro and so anybody who knows me we like talking about actually i'm missing rupaul's drag race because <laughs> i forgot about that anyway but we talk about all things gay geeky uh so lots of comic book movies video games and food stuff because will anybody who knows chef wilchen knows he loves marvel comics and cooking and food and he is super awesome that is my so favorite stuff i i highly recommend Freshbox, and then when we get the podcast back and up and running, thanks to Doc, because Doc is the awesome. He is like the king of polymaths. Jack of all trades, polymath. Anyway, I was like, I, I was, was like, like, what polymath? I thought you was calling me polyamorous. No, no, oh my god. Anyway, check us out later. Thanks for joining us. I had so much fun, and I'm finally glad we got to do this. So, me too. I just realized we shot the whole thing and I, I, I deleted my uh, my logo from the background. That's okay. I'll put it back in post. <laughs> anyway. The magic of, magic of Photoshop. You can find me all over the inter- interwebs. I am D-O-C-R-O-C-K on most everything. Um, thank you guys for watching the Solid Podcast. Yes, Joe, we are going to try to get a regular time. Uh, that's kind of on me. I've been super busy lately, but um, I want to kind of get it nailed out. If you, even if you have an idea of like what day of the week works best for you, let me know. I'll try to make it flex. My goal really is to do twice a week, um, but half the time I'm fighting, looking for guests, or waiting for my producer, Topher, who's in the background, not to be busy. Hey, you were gonna supposed to at least wave hello. To- yeah, that to- doesn't that's count. That's not count, Topher. Anyway, so you can find this episode edited. It will be on solid.fm. I will attempt to put show notes in to talk about things we talked about. And uh, yay. hey, Tofi, yay. yay! Everybody say what's up, Tofi. Without him, this shit doesn't happen because he connects the wires and duct tapes the shit and uh, refills the whiskey glass. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of RuPaul's drag, duct tape, no. <laughs> oh my God, this guy. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Uh, it's been a blast. I really, really like the live format. I have been playing back and forth with live format versus recorded and posted later. I like the live format because I love I, talking I to you, Bill. Esten, Noah, uh, let's see, Joe came through, uh, DJ Elite came through, uh, Chris Garth, man, thank you guys for popping in, my brother-in-law, Corey, Sister Eddie, thank you guys, I hope you guys learned something, and uh, be on the lookout, coming up soon, also on the same network, uh, me and Jerome will be shooting again, we'll probably go live Sunday night with the tech show, it depends on whether Jerome's breastfeeding or not. Like not that's not that's not a that was mean. He's babysitting. I mean, not breastfeeding. Wait, I can't take the shot while I'm doing the show. Yeah, yeah, you can. Um, thanks for uh, joining, and I I know Doc is the carry, but I was thanks for your questions, and I hope we got to answer some of them. I had a lot of fun. Thanks. All right, so we'll have you back, and maybe next time we won't take an hour and a half. To well, do the maybe damn we show. cannot talk about the the boring law stuff. We can talk about the other stuff. Not <laughs> <just>. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Don't forget to support the show. If you like it, press like. Please subscribe. Uh, Don't forget to leave us feedback. You can subscribe again on iTunes. Just go to solid.fm. All the links are there. And we'll see you all again soon. Bye. Uh, Hooey ho. What's good, people? It's your man, CJ Fresh, battling the forces of wackness since 1982. You are now listening to the Solid Podcast, hosted by my main man, Doc Rock. Doc Rock. Doc Solid Podcast. This is the dumbest thing to take this long to put a podcast together. And here he is, my Uncle Doc. He's smart. Believe me.